Hey everyone, it's me, Haydet, the God of Knowledge. Just dropping in with a little pre-intro intro to quickly explain something to any listeners who might be joining us for the first time. Normally the Fate of Ison is about a group of, um, heroes, for lack of a better word, called the Apple Squadith. However, in this chapter, the Squadith will be taking a break so you can see some other parts of Ison and some other stories and perspectives that are going on. This episode is DM'd by Jules instead of Brad and features guests from the podcasts Wheel or Woe and the Roleplaying Guys. Without further noise from me, here's Adrift on Ruined Seas Part 1. Hey fatties, it's me Jules. I usually play Marley Craft, but this Halloween, just like last year, I have a treat in store for you folks. Brad is having a little holiday, and I'll try not to break eyes and wallies away, I've promised. I've homebrewed a special one-shot game using the amazing Ghosts of Saltmarsh for inspiration, and I've DM'd a game with some super special guests. This is part one of a three-part mini-series called Adrift on Ruined Seas. Join Benjamin Bedford III, the bookkeeping intern halfling wizard, played by Tyler from Roleplaying Guys, as he returns to solve the mystery of the port town of Distance Valentia. And with the whistle whistles, the mystery solvers extraordinaire in tow with him. Chip, the tiefling roguish collector of trinkets. Brianna from the Roleplaying Guys. Leafrun, the transforming gnome druid. TJ, live games master here in Wellington NZ, and Kiva, the dwarven barbarian, Laura, from Wheel or Woe, who is here to save the day. The Whistle Whistles find themselves in the coastal port town of Distance, at the eastern end of Bolentia, perched on the edge of the Seas of Magus. The town is in serious money trouble, as their fishing boats just aren't always coming back to port. Called in by the Mayor Benedict Derez, they're put to the task of figuring out why, and whether it has anything to do with the rumours of the ship-eating monster at sea. So what will the Whistle Whistles find out? Benjamin's ready for this. I'll walk in with my sword on my shoulder, looking tough. Excellent. Excellent. Oh, you look really tough. (laughs) Thanks. Uh, Chip walks up with a puff chest, like, oh yeah, he's feeling every inch of his 18-year-old manly scrawny body. Chip, not not as much. (laughs) I'm gonna Um, knock at the wood frame. Okay. Yep, fair. Uh, this guy that I've just sent you a photo of um, looks up from his desk covered just with paperwork It's he's got paperwork everywhere there's giant big red marks on some of the paperwork that you can see uh, and he he's a young guy he's got a friendly face and he looks like pleased to see you guys he sort of stands up from the desk going oh um, yes um, sorry uh, hello I'm Benedict Arez, mayor of the town. You've got a piece of paper behind your ear. Ah, 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 yes. Um, <laughs> hi. Nice to you. You must be the Whistle Whistles. Yes, we are. And I glare at Ben. <laughs> That's us. We are very good at saving the day. I'm the intern. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, got quite a few problems. Would you like to sit? And he sort of gestures at some chairs that are sort of covered in paperwork as well around the office. Uh, are these all human-sized chairs, or is there one that my gnome body could actually? Um, <laughs> yeah, there's like some could, stools as well. Help. Like that's clearly like a footstool that's for the chairs that you could kind of assume was like a chair for yep. you. Chip so- sits down on like one. Ch- Pats his lap. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Last Have time it. I did that, I lost 50 gold. So I grabbed the stool and, and claimed that one instead. Oh, 50% discount for a second repeat. 
Okay, so he's like, okay, uh, and he's watching you sort of intently and excitedly as you sit and stuff. So, um, I'm new. I'm 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 new to this mayor thing. I mean, I'm not new to the town. <laughs> um, my granddad was the mayor, and I've been away at like school, like learning how to run a town, and now I'm back. And my granddad's given it to me, and and whoo, you should see the books. It's anyway. You don't need to know. anyway. So we have some problems, um, and I've brought you in um, because the the ships have gone missing. Uh, they're going missing, and I I. I don't know why. Um, when I was younger, there was a whole lot of rumors about some stuff that happened, but I, I hardly think, you know, scary stories are going to be the reason that, you know, the ships are going. There's got to be a practical reason. So. How does a ship go missing? It's well, not like you lose it under the bed or something. That's kind of what I mean. They they leave and they don't come back and, and we're losing money. You know, ships right. are expensive. And they're not coming back with the fish that they're supposed to come back, and we can't sell the fish. And fish is basically one of our main, you know, money-making sources. So we're in a bit of trouble here. Uh, yeah, there's like some rumors about some ship-eating monsters, but that's just ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, well, that sounds pretty normal to me. I, uh, I guess you know, I can't really tell you a lot about what's happening. With the boats, I mean, I, I, I just don't know what's happening with them. But I can, I, I can tell you a few people who might know some more information, and that would be some good places to start if that would help you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Who are these people. All right. Well, I mean, probably a good one to start with is Teluj, Telupak. Um, she's one of the older residents in town. She's like daughter of the original mayor. Uh. Droll tell you back. My grandfather's how old how senile we talking here? Well, I mean, not senile, like sixty. Oh, okay. You know? Just check it. Yeah. She's she's been around a while. Yeah, she's been around a while. She 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 might she knows a lot more about the history of balance and what what what's been going on. She's been around since all the problems have been happening, so she'll probably know more. Just and, and something like a look between, like, pity and revulsion kind of crosses his face as he sort of says, just be nice to her, okay? She's been through a lot. And then, okay. he's, and then he says, and then there's Silver Liar. I mean, he is the local drunk down at the Salty Inn. He's the one telling all these fantastical tales about the ship-eating monster. And, I mean, he's full of stories there's a reason we all call him silver liar right but you know maybe there's something to what he's seen. he he was a sailor he was out there so it's possible he knows something I get the liar but what's the silver for oh that's his hair um okay well we'll go talk to them i guess yeah and the and the the last one um i hesitate to mention it and and to be honest i'd prefer you didn't go there, but it's my grandfather, Sarip Perez. Uh, he's Sir not what? really... What? Sir what? Sarip. Sarip Perez. Because his name is Benedict Perez, so Sarip Perez. Uh. Yeah. Um, he's not terribly keen on me bringing in outsiders, to be honest. He thinks that this is a town problem and that the town should deal with it. But... I, I just, and he kind of gestures at this desk of paperwork that clearly Sarip has left him to deal with. So he's like, I just, I don't think, yeah. Anyway, uh, I drew, I drew you a map. Where would we find Teluge? Yeah, I drew, I drew you a map and I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you this. And he literally drew it. So... It's just this. Wow, why are you a detective? You already it's, have all the leads. I, I'm I'm really glad you're here. I really need your help. So yes. We will surely um, be able to help you. Uh, our, our help comes... Uh, there's going to be a little bit of reward in this, isn't there? Oh, lots oh. of gold. Yes, yes. I've 
As I understand. Well, uh, the understanding with the Whistle Whistles is that you keep any bounty you find, but I also pay the fee at the end yeah. on a successful yeah. job. I, yeah, yes, yes, we're very organized about it. And I read <laughs> up on maritime law, so. <laughs> Anything oh. you find at sea is yours. Excellent. Oh, bench. Zip your lips. <laughs> and I'll let you keep something. Wow. Oh, okay. Oh. All right. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Thank you, Benedict. We've got enough information to start our investigation. Uh, we will go outside and uh, argue, I mean, discuss amongst ourselves <laughs> uh, what we're going to be doing next. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> I, I look forward to seeing you on the other side. I... I hope you survive. <laughs> well, we got three leads, guys. We got Telpak, Silver Liar, and Sir Rip. All cool. Right. Right. What's well, the plan? Should we go and try and negotiate with the sailor first, because that's where the stories are coming from, or should we go to the person who's been here a long time, or the person that's kind of screwed up the town? <laughs> I like the sailor. I do too. Okay, so I assume you're on your way to the salty inn. Salty inn. Aye, aye, Captain. Okay. As you walk out of the mayor's home and office, you see uh, a man approaching the mayor's office looking very puzzled as to why you're there. He looks like this. Man, I hope I look like that when I'm matey. Sweet chops. <laughs> and he says, Who are you? Ooh, ooh you scared me. <laughs> I might have peed my pants a little. <laughs> what are you doing in my <laughs> office? Uh, we were just leaving. We had the wrong uh, place, so we're just leaving. Okay, sorry. Um, bye. He, uh, Akiva, you, you got anything to say? He stares at you. Hi, I'm Benjamin. What's your name? <laughs> I'm Sirrit Alrez, and I run this town. <laughs> oh, you're oh. the you're the Ripper. Is that what they Be call you? you? What? <laughs> We don't need we no to We don't need no strangers in this town. We are here to save the day. We don't we don't need no saving. We don't need no meddling kids. You just wait. How about some we'll young hands? <laughs> Gotta get that young blood in the town or else it's gonna die off, mister. <laughs> what are you trying to say about me dying? <laughs> well, based off the coloredness of your hair, you probably have about ten years. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, just... <laughs> he's, he's staring at you, glaring at you, and he's like, I'm going to see my son about this, my grandson about this. I assume he's got something to do with this. And he yeah, pushes he fired us. He's very useful. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to hide, so I put on my uh, festival of Christ mask and just cowering behind Kiva. Yeah, he he pushes he pushes past you guys like literally just shoves past you guys and pushes in to the mayor's office, and you can hear him in there yelling at Benedict. Benedict, what the hell have you done now? <laughs> you know? Um, can you guys? Can we go now? Because I'm not. Yeah, we checked guys him off and... our list. Let's Can go. we go quickly, please? I got short legs. Good. <laughs> yeah, I was just, I was just thinking about Sarah pushing past you guys. He probably had to knee you out of the way. <laughs> no. <laughs> just... <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, did anybody see him do this? Because it probably would look like he pushed like three children out of the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well. Now that you say that, I can tell you that the town seems remarkably empty on the streets. There's no hustle and bustle and stuff. You can see people kind of inside the buildings, like they're moving in there. It's not like it's empty, but it's just like it's kind of looks deserted, like something is clearly wrong with the town. 
Um, even when you enter the inn, there's a few people in there sort of munching on breakfast, because by the way, it's the morning. Um, they're like munching on breakfast. There's a couple of people already drinking beer, because, you know, why not? What else is there to do? Those are the sad people who drink in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. Kiva takes out a little flask. <laughs> and uh, the bartender that. goes, Oi! None of that bringing in in my bar! <laughs> shush, 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 it's okay. It's great juice. <laughs> Deception check! Please <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> don't make me, let's go. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, there's a bartender, a few people drinking. Few people eating. Hey, who's Silver? Um, Long John. <laughs> um, Liar. Super hair. Liar. Silver hair. <laughs> Thanks, Silver Liar. Silver, silver Liar. Oh, yeah. Silver Liar. <laughs> yeah. The, the bartender stops polishing his glass and just points to a dark corner where a guy with silver hair is currently drinking. Oh. I, uh, order... I'll have a second one of whatever he's having. I'll third that. As in three glasses, please. (laughs) Excellent. And and the bartender looks pleased, and he lines up three glasses, and he pours them, and he pushes them towards you. Can we have a work receipt? Because we're we're on the job, and we've got to keep the ledgers. Ben, Ben! He, he rolls his eyes. There's one of you, right? And he walks, he walks to the back where he's clearly like got this book, and he pulls out this book, and it's got like like several copies in the book or whatever. And he's like pressing real hard with his pen because it's not like a carbon copy. He's just gonna press real hard to get it through several, like. And he's like, you can tell he's got his tongue stick out of his mouth. It's going to take him a while. He's going to be there a while. We'll, we'll, come, we'll come back for it later. So I take it part of your duties, Ben, as an intern is to do the expense reports? Yeah, I'm the accounting department and the detective. Very nice. Kids, I say we lose this kid as soon as possible. <laughs> I c- I'm here. I can hear you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You're like the same age as me, but let's go talk to the liar guy. Sounds They're always good. in the corner in that shady area for some reason. They love that stuff. So it's a weird D and D trope. I don't know. But anyway, it's like getting a question to Tevin. <laughs> Chip goes over to Silver Liar. Hey, Silver. I heard the reason your hair is silver is because you dipped it in silver. <laughs> hey, good one. Prove me wrong. <laughs> he, he, he looks up from his drink and he goes, "That's a good one. I'm gonna steal that." <laughs> wow. You should see hey, me pick up women. There's a low standard here at this bar. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only one with story. Huh? I like me a good story. What else you got? Excuse my accents, oh, my. by the way, because they're real bad. <laughs> oh, so good. You're so good. I'll trade you a story of mine for a story of yours. All right. Sit. I, I'd love to hear a story about the ships that disappear. He goes, all right. I'll tell you the story. It's full of the green light. The green flash that I saw one night when I wasn't even drinking, you know. I wasn't. I was on the dock and I saw it out at sea. Giant, scary, terrifying. It was a tragic night that night. It was the same night Srep came home alone. And I tell you, bad for her. The green flash, it was bad. <laughs> and he's just like, Nodding every time he says it was bad. <laughs> what? What was the green flash? Oh, I don't know. I don't. 
It's, it scared me to my bones, though. It felt like not of this world. And I tell them, I tell them it's to do with that green flash, but nobody believes me. There's a ship-eating monster out there with a green flash stands impossibly tall and carries the souls of the dead on board. And he's getting really, like, animated and excited. And he's to, the bartender rolls his eyes at this point and goes, Don't listen to him. He's full of bloody stories. All of these are had- freaking lies. And he's still pressing into his pad really hard. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you hadn't seen it. How do you know the ship was so tall? Everybody knows. It disappears in fog and it stands tall. Everybody knows. Do you know that, Leifrid? I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And the bartender goes, Nobody knows that! <laughs> well, this guy doesn't know anything. Everyone says he's full of malarkey. I know! I know what I saw! 40 years ago, I know what I saw! It was the green flash! And he came home alone. And he sort of goes back down to his drink, because he's like, you don't believe me either. I I, I, kind of do. Um, We've seen some monsters, and ship-beating one out at sea kind of makes sense. I, I, I mean, it's just normal, right? Right? Okay, can can he sling his arm around Silver Lyre? Tell him, you know, I believe you. But, like, while he's, like, talking to him, he, like, reaches his hand down and tries to rob him. <laughs> uh, there we go. I, I Silver Lyre's drunk and very enthusiastic right now. Mm-hmm. So, well, 15... <laughs> do anything. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so I guess you'd get, like, a small coin purse with probably, like, a few gold in it. Like, he hasn't got much on him, but he'd have that. He'd have a photo of a girl that um, is very old. It's very old and very faded and very folded. Oh, you know? That's terrible. That's probably like his wife that like, He's like passed away. And you're taking his last memory of her. Decent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then somewhere in a pocket, he's bound to have a flask on him as well. So, yeah. So you can oh get all gosh. of that off him if you like. Um, does anybody want to roll like insight, sense motive, any of that kind of shit on what he's saying or. Just say. I, I was going to ask: Is uh, how trustworthy is this? Do we? Yeah. Can we? Okay. Big fat six. Yeah. So you're not sure. Um, he seems very animated and excited. So hard to know. Let's see what good old. Oh, nice. I got a fifteen for insight. Nice. That's the DC. So you can tell that he is pretty sh- like he's sure he's telling you the truth. You also know he's lying about the fact that he hasn't seen something, but he doesn't know what he saw when he was out sailing. So he's not sure what he's talking about either. He just knows it was tall and it disappeared and, you know, in fog, like he's telling you. Well, guys, even though he's wasted out of his mind with all that hard liquor... I think he's telling the truth. <laughs> so right, as you go get the tax report, I mean the receipt, and then we can go. Yeah, and the the bartender's just finished like scribing it out, and he's like, one for me, one for the accountant, and one for you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. This will it's, keep our books in perfect order. It's got like fucking rips in it. It's like so big. It's like three <laughs> drink. <laughs> like it's like a full page, basically. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a full page. page. Yeah. <laughs> he he looks very pleased with themselves, but his hand also has cramps, so he's like. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. So you exit the um, the salty inn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So guys, what do you, what do you think? Do you, do you think he was telling the whole truth? Do you think there's a monster out there? 
Yeah, it's I Chip's can... mom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ben. Those tax are those tax forms are getting lost. As you exit the salty inn, Benedict Derez. Kiva taught you that one. <laughs> um, Benedict Derez comes running up to you and goes, "I forgot to tell you." <laughs> I, oh, I'm sorry. I'm scatterbrained. I'm not really. Anyway. I've hired you a ship for the day, and I've got you a captain, Captain Atlas. It'll be waiting for you on the port. The ship's the Jolly Wanderer. He'll be down there when you're ready to go. Just go down the dock, and you'll see it. Oh, praise the seas. I was going to have to steal a key, and that would take me all night. (laughs) Steal a key? It wouldn't. It wouldn't take that long. What? I mean, um... Okay, we'll see you later. Let's avoid that question. <laughs> He's like, watching you guys go, like scratching his head, being like, steal a key? <laughs> okay, so you're going to Taylor's Tell You Back's house. Yes. Yes. Excellent. All right. What do you do when you get there? She's got this, like, it's not on the map, but she's got this tiny little, like, dock of her own kind of out the front. Okay. Hello. The door swings <laughs> open. And she's like, "What? Who are you? Have you come to see the freak too?" And what you see in front of you is a woman, an older, you guess, woman by the, her body. Like you know, she's kind of a little hunched and a little bit little, but her <laughs> face is dragging boobs. Or- yeah, a little bit. You know. <laughs> Her face is covered with sores and bumps and rash and, like, what you can see of her skin is, like, sunken and pale and sagging with skin. You know what I mean? Oh, God. Her face is just almost destroyed. You can't see her face. (laughs) Yeah. Does she seem Uh, injured in any way? No. She doesn't seem injured. She, She calls herself a freak, so... You could assume that she's been like this for a while. And if you remember, Benedict did tell you to be nice. Uh, after the initial... Uh, <clears throat> hi. Um, we're here to... Um, do you know anything about the Green Flash? <sighs> Benedict sent you, I suppose. Yeah, and Silver. Come in. And she opens up her door reluctantly and it sort of opens to like a hallway and she sort of gestures to like a room that just goes off the hallway, which looks, you know, much like a living room with some chairs and couches and stuff, fireplace and all that. Ma'am, do you have any bread and milk? Because I'm quite famished and I need to keep my blood sugars up. (laughs) She she looks at you for a second. The blood sugar, Ben. She looks at you for a second, and she's like, I suppose I don't get many visitors. And she sort of, sort of, like, her face looks like it creases a little bit, like, but you're not really sure. And then she sort of walks off to a back room that's a little bit, like, further behind the room. And you hear her kind of smashing things around as she's getting things ready. All right, guys, I I wouldn't touch anything here. (laughs) just don't do it (laughs) I go into the room that she indicated so you go into like the lounge yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. cool okay so you're looking around the lounge it looks like a perfectly normal kind of lounge couches and fireplace and there's a big old painting of a man above the fireplace and I don't know stuff on the mantelpiece um, you can hear her in the kitchen. She sort of saying, nice lad, that Benedict. Not like his grandfather at all. Thank Fraylin for that. I suppose you'll hear about the ship troubles. Yes. <laughs> We're here to save the day. Oh, really? <laughs> she sort of, it, it's a really sarcastic laugh. Like, like she's trying to be nice, but like. <laughs> We're really right. good at it. We'll be great. I'm sensing sarcasm like Chip always has. <laughs> well, you got a chip on your shoulder. Jeez. Please don't sit on him. 
she brings out this plate that's like covered in she wasn't able to find like bread because she didn't hadn't bought fresh bread yet but she, it's covered in biscuits and stuff that she's baked and it's got some like glasses of milk and things sort of around uh, it wow wow even better than bread Ow. i start numbing everything she, let me have some let me have some she looks vaguely pleased like you oh, can't really tell oh. that she's smiling or not because her face is so fucked up but like she looks <laughs> pleased wow these biscuits are amazing <laughs> oh th- thank you I should suppose I should tell you what Benedict clearly sent you here to hear although why he couldn't have told you himself I don't know and she pulls out this necklace from around her neck and she starts kind of rubbing at it and like opening it and closing it and opening it and closing it like it's a locket. Mm-hmm. And she's staring at the painting of the man on the over the fireplace. She says, well, the ship's troubles did start 40 years ago. And I guess they started with me. Well, they started to me when... Yeah, women are bad luck on ships. Well, I wasn't hey. on it. That's the problem. What, you're a woman? <laughs> yes, I'm a bearded woman, but I'm still a woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. The problem was I wasn't on it. And sometimes, sometimes I wish I had been. That's when he and the Arrez Bounty never came home. Celebrations turned to tragedy. That's for sure. And she's kind of like, looks like she's sort of zoning out, like, like, like thinking back to that time. And she's still looking at the painting on the wall. Ma'am, ma'am. Yes? We need you to, we need you to focus. Oh, (laughs) I'm sorry. When I start thinking. Was this the same ship that Rip was? The only survivor? Syrup? Yes. Mm-hmm. He was the only one who came home that night and, you know, like her tone changes. She's like, only one who came home that night. And I wonder how that came to be, frankly. And Did he say anything when he came home? Well, he had to say something to me. It was my fiance. It was his boat. It was our celebrations. Yeah. What what did he say? What did Syrup say? He simply said that something attacked them. Something happened out there to the their res bounty and everybody on board. Something awful, unstoppable. That's all he would say. He said he was lucky to get out of there alive wasn't lucky. I wish he'd died with the rest of them. Do you think he had something to do with it? I can't prove it. But I have my suspicions. It's the whole reason I stepped down. I could have been mayor of this town, but with a face like this. And that happened that night, too. I don't know if it was just grief or what that caused me to break out like this, but nobody's been ever been able to fix it. It happened the same night before he came home or after? The very same. This, I guess, this before? I don't remember. I talked to him the next day, obviously dealing with stress of my own. Is that normal in this town to, like, get, like, face stuff when you're stressed? I uh, elbow beam. Is that... <laughs> <laughs> and she, she, she sort of glares at you a little bit. Understandably. <laughs> what was the name of... Uh, your, was it your fiancé? 
your betrothed? Your face? Of your face? I mean, fiance? Babe! Awama. Awama Igitnam. Captain. Awama. Captain of the Desmaine. He was handsome. And we were in love. And we were going to be married. And that was his night out with the boys and him and all his crew and the town were out on on our res bounty and none of them came home. It devastated the town. There was 30 good men that night, let alone my Oama. And Syrup, he hardly talks about it, traumatized I guess, but I, I think there's more to it. And I couldn't run the town with this face and this, well, you know, stupid laws of the town say you need to be married and I don't know, I didn't want to marry anybody else after Oama left anyway. And I've, who would marry me now? So I gave it to Syrup. It's nothing else I could do. Oh, Pelpak, Pelpak. Here, here, drink up. And he pulls out the little flask he stole from Silver Lyre. Nice. <laughs> she looks at it, she definitely recognizes it because <laughs> she knows everybody in the town. <laughs> Good, I, nice. I hope she would. <laughs> she looks at it, she's <laughs> seen Silver Lyre, I see. Uh, I'll keep that and well, give that back to him. And she. She 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 clogs it and then she just tucks it down her bodice and kind of looks at you like D to go after that <laughs> with this face. Ooh. Oh, smart woman. Just gonna get lucky. <laughs> Is there anything else you could tell us that might help? Oh, I guess I I I don't know much more. I've been kind of avoiding the sea ever since. I mean, my Oama never came home and and she looks again at the painting and she's like, this is all I see of him now. <laughs> he was very handsome. We're just laughing about this. This is so bad. <laughs> You're laughing about it. I'm trying very desperately not to elbow you again. Uh, can I? Can, how big is this picture on the above the mantelpiece? Oh my god! Huge. <laughs> Huge. <laughs> All right. Like life size. Life size. Yeah. <laughs> she sleeps with it, and I. <laughs> <laughs> she takes it down off the mantelpiece and yeah. carries it to bed. <laughs> it's like one of those like those like uh, like like those Asian cushions. Body yeah, a body yeah. pillow. Yeah. Body pillow. <laughs> Come on, Olimar Kuhn. <laughs> I'm gonna grab her hands. Benjamin's gonna grab both of her hands and be like, Telpak, you're a strong, independent woman who don't need no man. And you can go back to the sea and be married, do whatever the heck you want. Just wear, just yeah. wear, just wear like some extra makeup. Or something. Uh, don't spread the gene pool too far. Don't spread the gene pool. That's, oh, that's worse than I said, Chip. She's a sixty-year-old woman. What did you think she's gonna do? <laughs> she doesn't have an age, Jules. Um, yeah, it's a big painting. Is anybody looking at it? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Chip is. We're all looking at it because it's right in front of us. Exactly. It's <laughs> fucking monstrous. So, so you see him. He's he is uh, in the painting depicted as like a ship captain. He's kind of like standing on his ship or whatever, and he's got his leg up on the the you know 
what is it called? Fence? I don't know. I didn't look at boat terms. I'm not, I'm not a good commander enough dude. He's doing the commander oh, pose. Oh, gosh. Yeah, he's doing the commander pose. Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. No, commander Riker pose from Star Trek. You know, yeah, how he that. How league on something. Yes, uh, that. Yeah. Um, I was thinking Captain Morgan. Yeah. No, that's, um, that's a good one. His shirt's kind of open, and you can see a necklace around his neck that looks really similar to the one that she is wearing, so... Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But also, like, depicted in the picture is a pirate flag in the background, and very much, like, he's depicted as a pirate in the picture. Uh, can I ask about her locket? Oh, of course. Um, It's it's Olimar. He's, he's got one the same that's got me in it. Well, he had... One. He used to take it out to sea, so, you know, it didn't matter if we were apart. He only just gave them to me. I only had them a couple of weeks before that. I'm sure he still has them. The Wherever picture of you. <laughs> it, oh, no, he's, that he's grim. dead. <laughs> <laughs> Kiva's secretly a romantic, and so she, her little heart is beating at this tragic love story. We'll try to find him in whatever state he's in. If I you want. I just hope you don't find the same fate yourselves. I will. I will pray for you. She sort of says to herself. <laughs> we probably we will. That's kind of our job. Brad told me who I'm supposed to be praying to and I've forgotten. Uh, oh, it's that's with a K. Tritoa. Uh, tri- tri- uh, Tritoa. 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 Yeah. Tritoa. Yeah. Tritoa. Yeah. Tritoa. Thanks. Thanks. Normal DM Brad as DM <laughs> Jules takes over Ison and tries not to break it. <laughs> <laughs> that's his, 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 his brainchild. You better be careful. Yeah, exactly. She seems really old to us, so it's okay. <laughs> so Chip has disappeared out the door. I, um, uh, I think Kiva is still there, so I'm going to start trying to pull Kiva, the stocky dwarf that she is, try and pull her towards the door. Okay, well, uh, she doesn't notice she... at first. <laughs> and so Here then she like looks down. She's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Hi! <laughs> Thanks for the biscuits! Thank you for your was, help, and um, we'll do what we can. It's nice to have visitors, she says as she sort of closes the door, like, very firmly behind you guys. Like, you're not sure if she was. Nice to have visitors. <laughs> I'll come back for biscuits! Or start walking towards the door. Cool. Um, Kiva has Are you reading as- lunges. And she keeps walking with her lunges <laughs> nice. alongside them. Okay. You get closer to the docks, and there is a man waving at you from the docks. He looks like <laughs> this. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Oh, and he's sort of waving really at you down the accent. end of the dock. <laughs> really he has a really nice beard. I wave back. Is he holding spinach in a can? <laughs> <laughs> in fact, as you look, he takes the pipe out of his mouth, cracks open a can of spinach, tosses it in, and then throws the can over the board because he's not very environmentally conscious. <laughs> like... He just gets shredded. Instantly shredded. <laughs> shirt shirt busts off his muscular frame. Yeah. Well, waving he's going to hell and for that. His direction. Cool. As Where you get closer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As you get closer, he says, Arr! You must be the whistle whistles that young Benedict told me about. <laughs> We are Welcome. And you must be Captain Atlas. <laughs> Arr, I be Captain Atlas. But you can call me old maps. Everybody does. <laughs> <laughs> old old maps. maps. 
Well, me name's Atlas. <laughs> kind of makes sense. <laughs> I thought you said mops because your beard is kind of white and looks like a mop. <laughs> He strokes it. He looks quite proud of his beard. <laughs> good, it's good. Very he needs fluffy. to. I've never seen someone store their pipe in their beard before. That's quite ingenious. Ah, keeps it handy. It does. <laughs> How do you not catch it on fire? Yeah, that's why I was going to ask. <laughs> I be permanently damp, lass. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Me too. <laughs> Uh, Well, this here be the Jolly Wanderer. Not me usual ship, but the one Benedict's hired for us to use today. So you're uh... (laughs) a... Yeah, that's the ship. (laughs) It's like the diggiest boat ever. What's it called? The old jewel? The Jolly Wanderer. Jolly Wanderer. The jewel. It's wandering very far. She be a keel boat. She'll be fine. And he points at the um the ballista on the front and he's like, if we ain't, then we'll shoot. Ooh, they have a boomstick. Huh. Yeah, I'm really good with these ballistas. And I start just like waving <laughs> it around all over. <laughs> <laughs> what is it all oh, there's a high requirement? <laughs> It's a height requirement. Height is fastest. High requirement. Is there an adjustment for smaller folk? (laughs) This ain't ain't the 2000 century. A booster chair? He he rolls over a barrel and he props the barrel up beside it. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. Now I'm going to go hurl. (laughs) So he rolls out a map on like, it's kind of like a bit of a table that's sort of near the, um, the wheel. Um, he rolls out a map and he's like, there will be three places we sailors of balance avoid at all costs. In three places, the ships have managed to send distress calls, but have never been seen again. Arr. One is the wild owls. The other two are open ocean as far as we know. I've been all over this here Sea of Magus, and I've never seen any ship killer or monster. But I've never been here, and he points at the three places. He's he's like, this here is where the sailors go, and he and he draws two lines. That's the safe spot, and then he kind of circles the three spots and sort of says to you that that's where, like, he doesn't know to go, essentially. So one's the Isles, one's the Open Ocean. What's the last one called? Uh, as far as he knows, those two are both Open Ocean. I mean, he's never been there, but he doesn't know of anything there. There's no documented islands or anything, as far as he knows. It's just those three coordinates are places that ships have sent out distress calls before they were never seen again. So does he recommend... Uh, old Max, do you, uh, recommend a suggested course? Ah, well, lass, this, <laughs> I've been calculating trigonometry, oh, dear. which I bloody <laughs> did. Oh, you know trigonometry? <laughs> I know I've had me, I've had me sixed and out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you worked that sexton really good. And I know that to the one on the right is four hours. The one on the left is three hours. And the one in the middle is four and a half hours-ish travel time. Oh, my gosh. Well, that gives me enough time for a nap. <laughs> So we that's, start that's all I know. Then? Last, I've never been to any of these three places, so meh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, all right uh... I do have something I could try to try and get us in the right area, maybe. Mm-hmm. 
do you guys want me to try it? If I do it, it's my big special thing done. I can't use another one for the rest of the day. Uh, <laughs> is it a fighting you... kind of spell? Well, if I do this, I can't use a fighting spell for because this is my big thing, my only big thing I can do in the day. Hey, she said one shot, not one day in game mm-hmm. time. So, oh, four hours though. I think you should. How about hold eight on hours? How about we go back and forth, and then we go back again? <laughs> <laughs> So you want to go to the four-hour one, but if I do this, I might be able to find out where we can go straight away. I'd say do it. Yeah. Yeah. Do it and you're cool. So it's just doing a little bit of divination uh, uh, as to which one of these three, uh, so praying to the god... uh, of the uh, elements, master of elements, uh, which one of these would be the best place to go to? Ooh, nice. Okay, the, that's what you're saying. You're you're asking what the best place to go to would be, based on the mission that you have. Yes. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, so, do I get a um, a, an answer? Which way? We should be going. Um, uh, he wouldn't talk. Um, so what happens? So you do this on the boat? Yes. Yeah. Sails. Yeah. Sails blow. Uh, literally, though, that's what I was going to do. <laughs> so, so, so all of a sudden, the ship starts moving. And I'm just going to make sure that I say this right based on the photo that I've just given you. Um, yeah, the ship starts moving and it's sort of moving like forward and slightly off to the left. It's still anchored at this point, but it wants to go. Like, it's like it's being pushed that way. Uh, I believe the divination worked and I think it's... Uh we need to go to the Isles, uh, to the Isles, uh, to the west, northwest. Okay. Well, that one that from a breeze on the ocean. What? I did my big spell. Yes. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, it was a breeze from the shore, which does seem weird. All right. <laughs> show yeah. me a sign. Show, show me a sign that this this breeze is actually like real or something. It starts like, dragging like, the I'm anchor. <laughs> Blow him off the ship or something. <laughs> the ship, the ship starts dragging its own anchor, which is like real weird. <laughs> you can hear it, like, <laughs> and the cap- captain Atlas is looking around, like, thank you for your, thank you for your sign, Chiratora. <laughs> please, please don't wreck the Jolly Wanderer. <laughs> Now, Leifrin, remember to say thank you to the god of wind. <laughs> well, the best way to say thank you to the god of wind is to pass wind, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Dear god, I hope Brad listens to this and that's now Eisen Cannon. Ship rips. <laughs> I'm going to laugh so hard uh, if that ends up. What do you think of this? Um, man, I forget your name. Kiva. 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 Yeah. What well, are you going to oh, do? What do I think of going? Well, it seems like a great way to go to save the world. <laughs> <laughs> Always positive. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, help me, help me raise this anchor. You see, like... <laughs> Optimism leads to victory. And... And Captain Atlas walks over and like winds a crank next to you. Like. <laughs> and I totally think that I'm actually like lifting this by my own strength. As I'm doing like, this. Oh my gosh! Whoa. You're doing it, what? Ben. You're doing I'm so, it. I'm so jacked. Ben, okay. your muscles are bulging. I stole some of the captain's spinach. Don't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you're off, you're sailing towards the Wild Isles, is that correct? Yes, correct. Okay, I'm going to roll a dice. 
no, no, no reason. <laughs> Heavens. That's not good. <laughs> Uh-oh. Cool. Okay, so my dice has rolled. Um, so the water, the water as you're sailing out, everything like the port. You thought the port town was foggy, but the sea is covered in fog. It's like really hard to see anything anywhere. In fact, if it wasn't for Captain Atlas aboard, it would be really difficult sailing in this. It's pea soup. Occasionally it parts and then it pulls back again, parts and pulls back again. You can kind of see it everywhere all around you. And it's quiet. It's weird sailing and sailing in so much quiet. You'd expect noise, but there just really isn't much. Of... I'd be standing on the bow of the ship um, casting shape water as a cantrip, just trying to clear a little bit of fog 30 feet in front of me. Sure. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I need everybody to roll me a perception roll. Everybody who's Yo. looking. Yo. Everybody who's Yo. looking, Yo. I should have said. I'm singing well, sea shanties. <laughs> Kiva is like looking Jesus, at her feet. She's enamored with her <laughs> with her own toes. <laughs> with her own toes. She rolled a seven. She's off the rail. Twenty-two. Twenty-five. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Ooh. I got a gentle. Well, you are clearing the fog. Yeah. That does make sense. <laughs> You're like clearing it and like looking over your shoulder or something. I don't know how you'd fail that. So you two see a brief moment of what looks like a ship in the fog. Oh no! Check your Skype pictures. That's what it looks like. Briefly for a moment. And then the fog covers it and it disappears again. Hey, put the fog back! Put the fog back, yeah, my putting friend! It back, putting it back! Put it back! <laughs> so what could they have seen in the fog? Well, you wouldn't know because Jules forgot to describe the pictures that she sent to the players out loud for the audio, which is a super amateur podcasting DM error. And now she's referring to herself in the third person because she's weird. Um, so half of the whistle whistles caught a glimpse in the fog of a tall ship with three masts and black sails, and then it just disappeared. Who was that? What was that? Well, you'll have to keep listening to find out. Part two coming real soon. Thanks to my players TJ from here in Wellington NZ, who runs a bunch of epic games nights that people can come to and learn how to play RPG, board games, MTG, and a bunch of other stuff. Tyler and Brianna from the RPG podcast Roleplaying Guys, who playtest a bunch of different game systems, so you should definitely go check them out. And Laura from the Pathfinder 2E podcast, which is huge and amazing, Wheel or Woe. Go check them out as well. A big thank you as always to our Patreon patrons, and I'm going to try and do this as fast as Brad does it, but please forgive me because I don't normally do this, So, and Brad makes it look real easy, but it's real hard. So... Alex White Robinson, Person Who Wants to Stay Anonymous, Robert Baldino, Irene Cucci, Laura Christine Goodwin, James Blytheth, Cy J. Hodgkins, Laura Douglas, Mal Ziegler, Roger Afamate, Sam Malcolm, Kydron Faust, Lauren Flagg, Kai Dearlove, and Rihanna Kolvelsik. We appreciate you so much. You enable us to have so much fun recording for all of you lovely folks. If any of our other listeners want to find out how they can support the show, check out our reward takers over at Patreon. We have a special Discord you can come chat to us in for our Patreons only too. Ooh, special perks. It's really cool over there. We tell you heaps about NZ and I even share some of the PDFs that I use to create my Halloween specials over there as well. So uh, don't forget to come find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram because we get a massive kick out of talking to you all. Um, I'll be posting some of the images that I used on the episodes so that you can see what the players saw too on those media. So go check that out. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for bearing with DM Jules uh, for these episodes. And I will see you again super, super soon. Bye.
Are you feeling overwhelmed with the amount of RPGs being made? Do you have a backlog of games that you said you would learn but haven't? Are you looking for different games to play instead of Pathfinder and D&D 5th Edition, but don't want to make that time commitment yet? Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? While we can't help you with your love life, we can help you answer all the other questions. Check out the Roleplaying Guys podcast, where we test out different roleplaying games so you don't have to. We provide real play examples of homebrew campaigns to help you learn the rules and the mechanics so you can get to what you love most, playing the game. Find the Roleplaying Guys wherever you get your podcasts. That's Roll as in R-O-L-L. Again, we are not a show to help you with your love life. We are a proud member of the Necropodicon Network.